Welcome to this month's Greg Griffith Leadership Podcast. Join Greg Griffith as we together learn what it means to be leaders of our world as we faithfully love and faithfully lead. Like, share, rate, and review this podcast with your friends and others of influence for they too are looking for people like you to help them lead and love day to day. Without further ado, here is your host, Greg Griffith. Thanks again for listening to this leadership podcast, Faithfully Living, Faithfully Leading. Today, I would invite you once again to please like, share, rate, and review this on whatever platform you're using to hear this podcast. Today, I want to share with you about vision casting. And you know, when I think about vision casting, I hear two words. Vision and casting, as you did as well. But here's also what I think about vision casting. I'm reminded of when I was growing up, my dad took up fly fishing. And I would see my dad casting those flies into the river in order to catch the fish. But I would also see my dad visioning exactly where he wanted that fly to go. And it took practice. He would spend time over and over again on the weekends just setting up little targets to cast out and to practice how to get the fly right where he visioned the fish would be. Also, I saw in fly fishing you must be meticulous in your fishing gear. You must be precise in where you cast and you must know your terrain. I recall one time in Alaska as we headed out into the backwoods to go fly fishing. And there we found a river where you could literally walk across the river on the backs of salmon and not get your feet wet. It was like a Los Angeles freeway, the 405 teamed with fish during rush hour. My dad cast his line and every time he got a bite, the problem was those fish were much too big for the pound of line he was prepared for. So he missed out because he did not adequately prepare for the terrain. So let's talk about vision casting in your department, in your ministry, or in your family. I really believe that anyone who leads, anyone who leads in their department, their ministry, or their family is a vision caster. You have to have a vision for what you are desiring to do. You have to have a vision for those that you have a passion for. You have to have a vision for those that have been entrusted to you, either through an employer or through the very gift of God as the family of God. So let's talk then about the differences in vision. First, there is your vision, but there's also God's vision. You see, Your vision leads in a moment. 
Meaning that I can have a vision to say, here's what I want to do. Here's how I want to live. Here's how many vacations I would like to take over this next year. Or I see that we're going to be doing this. Or the vision that I have for my house. I want the backyard to look this way. And I want the the carpet to be this way. And I want the rooms to look like this. And that might take me 5, 10, 15 years as the money comes. And I have the vision for that. That's a momentary vision that will last as long as I live in that house. And maybe someone will like what I've done and carry it on after, but there's the potential that they wouldn't. We have that in our jobs as well. You will have things that as your career for the things that you do and the departments that you lead and the people that you work alongside with, you will cast vision that will really be about you. But there's also another vision, and that is the vision of God. God-sized vision makes an impact for generations to come. God-sized vision makes an impact for generations to come. What does that mean? Well, that really means that when we look at a God-sized vision, we are doing something that isn't about us. It is about God. It is about the kingdom of God, and it is about the vision that God has for that. As a father, I have a God-sized vision for my children. I want my children to know Jesus. I want my children to share Jesus with their children, and I want my children's children to share Jesus with their children children so that to the third and the fourth generation well after I'm gone I will stand next to them for all time for that God-sized vision to happen I have to live out a God-sized dream for my children which means every day I can't just hope and pray that they will wake up and know Jesus I have to do the things to share to show and to inspire Jesus within them I have to be willing to show up and to be transparent in my faith journey and my faith life for them. I have to let them see the power and the work of Jesus in my life. I also believe that if you are praying and thinking about the ministry or a department you lead, what is one of the God-sized vision that God is putting upon you? I guarantee, I guarantee that there are visions beyond your own that will last beyond your life. There are visions beyond your own that will last beyond your life. Walt Disney had this. You look at the early concepts and the drawings and the vision that Disney had, most of it was nothing that he would achieve in his lifetime. He was well ahead of himself. He had a God-sized vision to make an impact in the lives of families. What is your God-sized vision what is your God-sized vision that is going to make an impact for generations to come? And to be truthful, this is probably one thing. One thing. One thing you're going to do for the organization that you are a part of, the department that you're leading, the family you've been given. What is the one thing that they're going to hold on to, they're going to look at, they're going to say, that's because of what God did through your name. And that's something that happens once in an organization. Very rarely do we see anyone with God-sized generational to generational vision casting and fruition that is more than one, possibly two. What are those God-sized things? And here's the reason why those God-sized things are so infrequent. 
that it can't be year over year a God-sized vision. It's because it takes time and it takes patience. It takes the work of God to plant the seeds, to prepare the hearts and the ears, and it might even take time for the community to become ready for the vision that God has planted in you. And so as we look at our God-sized visions, what are some of the things that we must do in our vision casting and be prepared for? First, vision must be shared in the right time. I've seen too many vision casters, too many vision casters never put their line in the water because they've shared where they want to go before it was time to go. They've shared what their vision is, and then it got caught into the hows, whens, why, should we, why we shouldn't, what, what ifs, how do we. And it, a 50,000-foot level vision was brought to a crashing halt because it was shared too early. Now, you could share this vision with too many people. At that 50,000 foot level, you need to share that vision with people that see the picture, big picture. Where are they going? It's kind of like when you're flying in an airplane and I'm leaving from California to New York. At 39,000 feet, the skies are blue. The flight is smooth. Everything's going well. We don't need to worry about what the weather looks like in New York when we're in Nebraska, because we're not there yet. You see, in your vision, when it's at that conceptual stage, it has to be shared with those who say, let's go. Let's get to New York together. We'll worry about how we land when we get there. But for now, let's just proceed on the highway and let's get there together. The other thing is vision must have a foundation and a direction. It must be forward moving, but it also has to have flexibility for input and adaptation. Once again, using the airline terminology and analogy, think about it this way. You're heading from California to New York and as you cross over the Rockies, turbulence hits. Now the plan was to fly all the way there at 39,000 feet at 500 miles an hour. But as the turbulence gets rough and rocky, you can't see it. You don't know when it will stop. You must adjust your altitude. You must adjust your speed. You must have the flexibility and receive the input of others of what lies ahead. And you must be willing to make a change. But it doesn't change where you're going. It doesn't change the pattern and the routine. You continue to go forward. And I think one of the questions we have to ask when we look at our visions is, is this in my way or is this in the way? If it's in my way that I want to fly at this speed and at this altitude, but it's not in the way, then I've got to be willing to move. But if it's in the way 
that if it's changing us from New York to Florida because a person doesn't like New York, well, then I've got to stand firm on my foundation and my direction. Also, in your vision casting, you have to understand and you have to be ready that there will be opposition. You'll have critics. It is healthy and good for there to be critics. No visioneer has ever made it to the full vision without someone saying they disagreed. And that critic is vital and important for you to tweak to be best, to look and to cast and to say what's happening in all sides. You must listen to your critics. You must evaluate their words and you must put aside your personal preference and your passion when hearing the criticism. Ask yourself what is true, what is valuable, how could it be better hearing what they've said? And understand that they're not out to get you. They're out to inform you. And as they walk alongside as a partner in the gospel, they're out to actually meet your vision together. So understand that there will be opposition. And that's okay. Evaluate it. Care for it. Doesn't mean accept and do all of it. But listen to it. And in the midst of your vision, don't be the first one to say no. If you find yourself saying, I know I'm not ready to hear this, then say, thank you for your input. Let me consider this. We'll come back to it. I like what one leader has said is that one time he was, I heard him preaching and teaching on this, and he said, you know, I don't make any decisions until Thursday. That way he allowed people to share their vision without him crushing them every time. And it allowed him to think about what they were proposing, think about what they were casting, evaluate the terrain, the precision, and the meticulous nature which was given. There will also be speed bumps. In any vision casting, it means there will be details that you did not foresee. There will be turbulence. There will be speed bumps. There will be the need to adjust. There also may be unexpected things that cause you to have to step back, that cause you to have to place a pause on a vision. It doesn't mean that vision is dead, but it does mean that that vision must wait. And usually it's for something super important. I was on an airplane flight a few years ago, and I remember flying from Phoenix to Omaha. In the middle of our flight, a woman had a grand mal seizure. It changed our entire trajectory. It changed our entire flight. It changed when we were landing. It brought into question if or not we would need to land in Denver before Omaha. For the health and the safety of another, all of our plans went out the window. They were, would, would have been on pause. There will be things sometimes that happen in the middle of a vision that will cause you to pause, to reevaluate. A pandemic causes every vision to pause, to reevaluate, 
and to see what is necessary. But it doesn't stop the vision caster of saying, this is still where we're going. Now maybe you see a different altitude, a different opportunity, a different stop, and that's okay. Maybe God opened up a new story, a new vision, a new reality for you. Be open to that. I want to close with this today. As you think about the visions that you have, I want to close with us thinking and looking at every vision we have. You know, as we set out to do vision casting, the ultimate goal in fly fishing is to catch fish. And it's to prepare and to train for that big catch, that monumental story, that sharing of the memories and the time. As you set out to your visions, ask God, what story is he going to tell through it? What is going to be shared about what you did, what you didn't do? And what is going to be the impact? What are the fish you're going to catch? You can't just show up on the shore and throw a line in the river. You've got to prepare and have the right equipment and the right vision. Until next month, God bless you as you faithfully lead and faithfully live. And may you continue to see God working within you each and every day. Again, like, share, rate, review this content, and thank you for being a listener and a subscriber to this podcast. Thank you for being a part of this month's Greg Griffith Leadership Podcast. Join Greg next month for leadership insights to faithfully love and faithfully lead. Now go be terrific today. 